Hello and welcome to the Drink In, Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You are listening to episode 161, Legion Season 3, the final season, featuring beer called Dad Bod from Central State Brewing Company and Jam Up the Mash by Collective Arts Brewing with your hosts Pale and Keith. So 161, Keith, how you been? Good. I've been doing good, pal. Good. Yeah, we uh, got together a few weeks ago for our 2020 review. Yes, we did. Go. Kind of we got together. In a sense, we did. In it a was, sense. Me and you were together. That's true. We were in the same place, but the other guys were far, far away. They were, yeah, in another remote like location. Remote location. It's, our other remote locations well, yeah. <laughs> that we One recorded. of our southern studios. All of our studios at once. So if you have not listened to 160, go back and listen to that. We talk about all the movies coming out, stuff we're excited for. That was good stuff. It, yeah, it was good stuff. But today we're talking about Legion Season 3 on FX. Um, it, they wrapped up their final season over the summer mm-hmm. last year. Uh, an eight-episode season. Um, a lot of the same stuff that we'll get into from Season 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Or, a lot of creative just uh, stuff con- going on. continuing the story. I mean, it's been like chapter after chapter. I think this is what they call it in the show. Every episode is a chapter. Yeah. So it just it's this huge continuing story, and it's just taking you loop for loop for loop. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat to see how they wrapped it all up. It is, yeah. So I'm excited to get into that discussion. But first, first, we have a beer. Beer. We're going to jump into our first beer of the episode when we come right back. Do you like what Drinkin' Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format, but we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon with all nerdy stuff to provide you. You can become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You become a mega geek, and we can pick a topic for a future show. You can become an uber geek, and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on, and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. All right, we are back with our in-beer that we have, and it is Dad Bod from Central State Brewing Company out of Indianapolis, I believe. Coming in at 9% ABV, and there were no IBUs listed anywhere. I looked on Untapped, I looked on the website, I can't find any IBUs, so we can't put our little geeky scale Aww. for that. We can come up with one. Mm-hmm. All right, so DadBot is a double dry hopped, double oat, double India pale ale with lactose. Made with Indiana Pilsner and oat malts, flaked oats, and a touch of lactose. Hopped extensively and repeatedly with a second helping of Citra, Simcoe, and Holler Taller Blanc. 
ditch that diet, indulge a bit. Summer is almost over. Well, clearly, it's way over. Mm-hmm. We can get those. <laughs> we can let those guts hang out. Oh, I love it. I think that just showed the age of this beer, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. No more reason to worry about that beach bond. Good old dad bonds. So, yeah, clearly a summer beer, but we picked it up. I don't know. When did you I'm pick this one up? <laughs> Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. On the Clarence rack. On at the, the Clarence, liquor store. At Target. I threw this other stuff in here. I noticed that the website had, and I know sometimes we like to announce these things, but the malt bill, as we said, Indiana Pilsner and oat malt, flaked oats and a touch of lactose. The hops are Citra, Simcoe, and Holler Toller Blanc. The yeast is CSB House Clean IPA strain, and we should serve this between 40 and 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Glassware, a tulip, or a snifter. And then we can get into the ratings later. Okay. But first, that can. The can. There's no IBUs on the can? Not that I see. Nope, nope, nope. That is a travesty. It is just... How do you have an IPA but no IBUs? So that's why we're going to drink it and we're going to come up with our own IBU. Exactly. Something that will match this show. Maybe. (laughs) Speaking of matching the show, the can itself, it's got that black, like, matte finish. So one of the basic silver cans with one of the the local breweries labels on it. A nice black matte finish, like, with a line going through, but this blue, like, crystallized gem. I don't know what else to really call it. It's almost like you have a a microscope and you're looking at, like, cells or something really close. It's kind of what Mm -hmm. it looks like, that iridescence. Yeah. But that goes perfect if um, you've ever seen Legion. I would imagine you have if you're listening to season three, <laughs> a <laughs> right. podcast about it. Um, a lot of the little FX stuff, like the background and everything, is very psychedelic looking. So this can is very similar to that with that background. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, like the end of every episode, it's it's like kind of like this, but maybe like a greenish blue yeah. color. And it just looks like you're looking like in a magnif- magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, like you said, looking at like cells or cells some are, organism. Like a like lava lamp or lava something lamp, like 1970s. Yeah, something like that. But this, I don't know, it's kind of hard to tell what this would be. It kind of looks like angel wings like up here at the top. Yeah, you're right. It kind of does. Yeah. Huh. But it's just a weird pattern of um, effects of some sort. Yeah. It's a nice can. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you would think dad bod. I'm thinking there's some cartoon, you know, fat guy with a little white T-shirt and his belly hanging out, you know, picturing something like that. It's kind of weird that this is, I mean, it's a beautiful can, but it doesn't really go with dad bod. No, it doesn't. But I like it. It's very clean, very clean can. The black and the, the light blue looks really good. And there's the blue has like a metallic look to it. And then they have like this, the rectangular detail of the beer like at the bottom um but yeah very nice can yeah it's good all right what about the beer beer uh pale yellow yeah definitely a pale um, yellow it's little pretty f- cloudy cloudy little floaties yeah so little floaties at the bottom oh, it smells like an ipa it does Ugh. it smells so good but what would you say that color if we look at our scale, I'm thinking scorpion, according to the color what looks like on my... Well, I forgot to pull up the oh. scale, so this this is your decision. All right, well, if but, you take a look at that, I was thinking... Yeah, we, 
Scorpion or Harry Snitch, maybe. Or Harry Snitch, just because just, just for Dustin. Just because he's not here, we'll just we could say Harry Snitch. <laughs> we'll incorporate Dustin in that way. But um, yeah, Scorpions, Harry Snitch, somewhere around there. Scorpions, Harry Snitch. There you go. Oh, we there we go. If Scorpion had a Harry Snitch. <laughs> well, he's from Outer World, so Other World or what? I don't know. Remember the Nether Realm. That's it. The Nether Realm. Oh. That's where he's from. All right, as you said, the smell. So on the nose, it's definitely an IPA. Mm-hmm. It's kind juicy. A little juicy smell. Yeah. Right. It smells like a lemonade a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, it said uh, a lot of the hops that it used. It wasn't Citra. Oh, yeah, Citra. Citra, Citra Simcoe. Holler Tall, Tar Blanc. Holler Taller. Are you Power. familiar with Holler Taller? I have no idea, I but I love saying it. Holler Taller. We might have to look it up later and... Maybe at the end of the just drinking, I'll look up Holler Tar. Yeah, we're going to forget, but <laughs> <laughs> we say that now. All right, let's sip it. All right. Hmm. It's very clean mm, up yeah. front. Do you taste that back end? It's bitter. It, mm-hmm. It's not overly hoppy, so it's just smooth enough, I think, with that citra. Mm-hmm. But the double dry hopped. Double oat, double IPA. It's just double, 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 double all this. But the lactose in there, I think, is really what saved it and smoothed it out. But if it's got lactose in it, and you probably found it warm on a shelf somewhere, mm-hmm. who knows how good that is now? We'll do a follow-up tomorrow when we're in the bathroom. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> As you choke I, yeah. on your sip, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. It's very refreshing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all the double, like double dry hop, double oat, double India pale ale. It's not like, like hasn't have like a double, like strength to it. If that makes any sense. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think it like, it blends like really well. Yeah, and as you said, it's very light drinking, dad bod, so like mowing the grass, summertime, very light, easy drinking. But oddly enough, it's nine percent ABV. That's what's got me like baffled. Like, this is strong for not Yeah. And then three different hops that taste like a single hop. Mm-hmm. Like, a single hop with lactose added. Maybe a little bit of an oat, mm-hmm. like, characteristic to it. But oh, for 9%, I was expecting, like, more of that, like, that bite that you get from, like, yeah, devil IPAs. Yeah, a little burn or that something burn, like yeah. that. yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing on the back end that I got. No. If we're going to talk a little bit about the untapped, average 3.94 out of 1,186 rankings. I've had one friend check this in, Patrick Dorty. Gave it a 4.25. Love this beer. Hope to see it again. I had a couple friends. Mick Beer um, said, right on the cusp to greatness. Texture and flavor are right there on the edge. Just need a little more. Give it a four out of five. Hmm. And I think I kind of get what he's saying. Like it's right up there on the edge. Just need a little bit more. Yeah, yeah it needs a little bit more of that double taste to it. Mm-hmm. That double IPA strength. 
to to live up to its name in the billing of course yeah that would make sense it's missing that it's like you call it double 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 this but it's smooth like single 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 exactly you know easy drinking i think it's a perfect like dad beer mm-hmm. you know for dads that are like i'm like my sister's boyfriend comes to mind because he likes craft beer but he's not like us where he's gonna go seeking out uh, yeah. different ones like the extremes and yeah. yeah like he's gonna buy a six pack of a beer he likes and drink all of it like he doesn't care about the check-ins right he doesn't really care about drinking variety like he finds a style he likes he goes and buys it and he drinks like all of it so that could see this being like one of his favorite beers just because it's sure. easy to drink refreshing there's not much to it i mean don't get me wrong it's i really yeah. like it. it's a good blend of ingredients and it could be too we don't know there's no date on the can but it sounds like they brewed it since last summer probably when legion was being made yeah <laughs> and it was airing on tv so yeah how perfect um since it has been on a can in our wonderful <clears throat> indiana liquor stores um sitting on a shelf so who's to say if those hops didn't dry out or fall off or got a little bit bitter, which is a little bit of that weird back end mm-hmm. taste that we're getting, you know, until we have it fresh to get a fresh can. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, what's scary is my last friend that has tried this was December of 2018. Dang. Yeah. This was a uh, 2018. Could you, could you, could you really believe like this, beer been on a shelf since summer of 2018 Um, i'd be pissed i doubt it because if you go to the all and i'm looking at people recently um they've had all throughout january there's two people drinking it out on the patio january 7th at preachers wherever that is boy Derek shit all over it he gave it a 0.25 oh my god dumped it opened it the same day as picking it up and it was way over carbonated uh, you got a bad can, then. It seems pretty average. Some of the pictures that we see are very similar to what we have with the pour out of the can. Like what we were saying, Lucy here says, Hazy IPA, light and bitter, but not much body for a 9%. I'll be honest, for me, and I'm not a huge IPA guy, this is, like, good for me. It's mm-hmm. still high ABV, but there's not a lot of body. I'm not a real big in the big bites and the the hops that sit with you and the burning on the back end. So right. Probably just my age and my dad bod, but speaking, but I really enjoy this as an IPA, but I get where people are coming from. It doesn't really live up to the bill. It doesn't quite say what it is. And you're expecting a lot more from it, but Mm -hmm. maybe that's why the name they called it dad bod. It's a little bit deceiving. (laughs) You don't want that dad bod to get out of control. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, you ready to rank it? Yeah, I'm, I'll check it in. I give this a four out of five. I said smooth, refreshing, and the nine percent doesn't come through at all. Really good beer. Um, I think if I I'm reading some of the comments and they're talking about maybe wanting it's a little bit more, a little, a little bit more because you're you see double all, all over this beer and you. You're like expecting okay a little bit more bite a little more mm-hmm. hop um, presence to it, so it might that might bump it up or it probably would bump it up more for me, but I kind of like that this is 
kind of goes against the the norms of the double IPAs, the mm-hmm. double dry hopped stuff. Um, I really like the lactose and like the oat, the oats that they added to this. It yeah. it really smoothed it out and I made it, gave it a great mouthfeel. Mouthfeel, to be honest. You do love your mouthfeels. <laughs> <do love> <laughs> um, I would definitely drink this again. Yeah. And then trying it on draft might be a must. Oh yeah. Sometime in the future. Because I think I've been to Central State. I think I have. That was one of Dustin's top yeah. check-ins. I, I believe so. So I'm pretty sure I've been there. Or no, maybe it was Center Point. Yeah, Center that Point. Might be it. That, that was the. I one. don't know. He'll be listening to this and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots! Idiots! I've been to Central State nine times. So many times. Get your facts right before you record a podcast. <laughs> um, I went ahead and gave it a four point two five. I okay. clicked it a little bit up because, like I said in my description. Is a very light and easy drinking for a 9%, obviously. Smooth and citrusy and not a lot of burn. Others would say it's lacking body, but I like it this way. Um, it's a little bit lighter, and I know it kind of be misleading, so I get where everybody's saying that it's just missing a little bit more, but this is my kind of style IPA, more citrusy, lighter, not so much on the hops, um, and still with a great kick at 9%. Um, so this can definitely be pretty dangerous, but it's smooth, easy drinking, a little bit bitterness on the back end. Maybe that's all from the double this, double that double everything um but still it's a great easy drinking ipa so that's why i clicked it up a little bit more because mm-hmm. it's my personal taste not yeah. yours right not but saps we i'd be very have, curious to see what saps says about this one we might be all different on this like, that's true everybody's different yeah saps might be <laughs> that's the whole half. point of this and then that's dustin true. might be 375 who, who knows yeah it could be it, all over the it place it just depends on what you're looking for and what you're feeling what your mood is that yeah at that moment you know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling some Legion. Feeling the Legion. You want to tell us about that, or you I want me to? I just looked at this photo, and all I saw was a leg. So I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling the leg. Feeling <laughs> the leg. And then I'm like, oh, Ian, like Legion. Legion. Ion. Ion. All right. So, uh, Legion, for those of you that don't know, on season three, the third and final season of the American cable television series Legion is based on the Marvel Comics character David Holler, um, or as he's known as, Legion. He is a mutant diagnosed with schizophrenia at a young age. This season is produced by FX Productions in association with Marvel Television. Noah Hawley serves as showrunner, and a third season of Legion was ordered by FX in June of 2018 which I believe was shortly after the end of season two. So they quickly renewed it for the third season. And FX later confirmed it would be the final season in February 2019, which was a little sad. I remember you telling me that. I think you texted me and said it's back for a third season, but it's the final one. It's going to be the finale. Yeah. yeah, it'll be the conclusion. So the season premiered FX on June 24th, 2019, and consists of eight episodes. So very short season, which is fine. Um, cause honestly, these episodes were great and we'll get into these episodes here very quickly. We'll try to not drag it out too much, but I don't know when Pale and I get talking Legion strapping for a two hour episode. Keith just goes wild. I do. He can't stop talking. He won't pull my mic. So <laughs> I got the, I can pull it right now. <laughs> I haven't even started yet. Okay. You can go ahead and go on for a little bit. No, oh no, this is you. You're going to tell us all about the characters. Oh, the characters. Okay. Yeah. So if you're. You should be familiar with the, most of these people, these people, and the series. That's why you're listening. Um, but I'll just go run down 
again. Uh, Dan Stevens as David Holler slash Legion. Rachel Keller as Sydney Sid, as they call her, Barrett. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza as Lenny Busker. Bill Irwin as Carrie Loudermilk. David Negabon as Amal Farouk, or the Shadow King. Jeremy Harris as Patonomy Wallace. Mm-hmm. Amber Midthunder as Carrie Loudermilk, spelled with a K. Yep. Lauren Sai is G-I-E slash Switch. And Hamish Linkladder as Clark Debussy. And we have special guest stars this season. Gene Smart as Melanie Bird. She was not very big in this season. Right. It's like they gave her and the next one, Jermaine Clement, as Oliver Bird. So it's like they kind of wrapped up their story, I think, in season two. So this was like an homage to them to see what's going on. And they they played a, a major role, I think, in this. But they gave them their own episode, their own story, which really wrapped it up nice. Yeah. Um, Harry Lloyd as Charles Xavier, Professor X. I know you don't know Harry Lloyd, but... No. He was in season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, dang. Yeah, so he, he died was, real early. He did. He was <laughs> um, he was Daenerys Targaryen's brother. So he was one of the other, like, blonde-haired siblings. Oh, okay. Um, he was killed by hot metal, like liquid metal. Oh, dang. By... Uh, Boiled. Aquaman. Aquaman's <laughs> character. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, oh, what was his name? But he's supposed show? to use water, not hot metal. <laughs> He went, yeah, he... he yeah, I know hard. who you're talking about. That's all good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, I thought that was really cool. Actually, when I first watched the show, I didn't even, like, put it together because he didn't have the blonde, like, long blonde hair. Right. That, like, that he has in Game of Thrones. And then I heard, I saw the name Harry Lloyd when you were doing the notes. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> Where have I seen him? Where have I seen him? Okay, and then Stephanie Corneliuson as Gabriel Xavier. And we have one notable guest star, Jason Mentezukas, as Jerome the Wolf. He is hilarious. I love this guy, Jason. Um, he's yeah. been in a lot of different episodes, well, not episodes, but a lot of different shows. Um, he's in so many different things, um, like The Good Place. He played he, The Good Place. Yeah. Um, um, I first saw him in The League, that fantasy football show mm-hmm. that Bob uh, obsesses about, it seems like. He just has this iconic voice, and he just plays this very loud character, and he's just hilarious, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah, he did he did great in this, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so you want to do an episode one? Yeah, let's start okay. right out at episode one. Um, these first few are kind of like my little tidbits, and feel free to chime in, and you know, we'll get through these as quickly as we can, kind of walk people through um, in a short amount of time. But... I noticed it started that weird 1970s vibe, like what's going on, you know, like hippies and all sorts of stuff, drugs, mm-hmm. and it's like, what is happening? Who is this character? As they introduced, we're introduced to Switch. She is a time traveling mutant who happens to find a bunch of clues that we find out were left by David. There's things she had to look for the pregnant virgin. Um, she had to find a yellow bus. She had to find the orange fish. So it's kind of like her, and she had to listen like to a radio station to hear from the master. Um, so she could, and that's where we first got a glimpse where it says, oh, you missed it too late, but I guess you can go back and fix it. Oh, so yeah. she does, we see her for the first time to use her little magic finger to and kind of go back through time. Yeah. Um, and she goes back just in time to find the radio and to, to hear this special message. And that's where she gets the clues. 
and she ends up going to like this weird laundromat and this weird psychedelic thing. Like she's like trying to navigate through like clothing racks and she tries to get to the check-in counter and it just keeps moving, moving, moving. And then she gets in, she's supposed to say the, the special message, like who sent you or who, who did what, um, what's the name? And it's salmon, I think. Yeah. Salmon was the name. Um, cause it's the orange fish. And they're like, no, it's wrong. And she was falling out. She goes, salmon. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. And then they all start partying. And then they open up this weird-ass tube. And she's like, got to crawl through this tube. And she's like going through the city because it was hidden. And yeah, it's like, really it's weird. such like, a trip. But it's like, yeah, you're so entranced. Like, what the hell is happening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was a long setup. But man, it was beautiful. So when she gets in, um, she finds David's this secret hippie house. Um, and then these ladies take her in and be like, you're going to meet the breakfast queen. And then the door swings open and who else is it? But Lenny, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to figure, um, switch out and be like, I need to talk to David. And she goes, just be patient. And in her weird little Lenny way. Um, so she finally meets him. Um, and, oh, we're introduced to the blue essence. Sorry. Do you remember that all throughout the house? There's like these tubes of like this blue essence. And then we see David. He's kind of like floating in this weird hippie stance. Oh, yeah. So all of his yeah. like energy comes out and all these hippies are just getting drunk off of it. Like they're taking little shots of his essence and it's just like pure happiness. Yeah. Like he just erases their memory or whatever it is. So he keeps providing, as he calls them, my children. Got to keep my <laughs> children happy. Um, so I don't know. It's really creepy. But long story short, he finally gets to meet David. And they find out um, he wants to go back in time and undo his past because we saw that season two ended on a rough patch um, where they all turned on him. And we found out that David was the bad guy in this and that everyone else was the good guy because right. they realized that David's going to destroy realize, the world. Yeah, his motives and his how what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, okay, we need to put a stop to this. You know, he's kind of taking us a little too far. Yeah. Kind of doesn't realize his own danger or his own abilities. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people were kind of upset at this because it turned David into the villain. So when you look back at the earlier seasons, it's all a ploy trying to control him and try to pull him in and to rein him in so that they can lure him in. And I think eventually kill him because they realize how powerful he is. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of like turned the whole show upside down. I know a lot of people were like super pissed at the end of season two. I don't know if you read about the reactions. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Where it kind of turned him into the bad guy. Oh, I, I mean, so. I can see that how. Because I mean, you're pulling for him the whole yeah, show, and then you find out that the they first make him the bad guy, and it's like, what? Yeah, he's just trying to find his place. He's been tormented, so yeah, he's had a terrible childhood, yeah. and you're pulling for him. So what was neat about this is that um, we find out that Division Three just shows up out of the blue and out of his little hippie home. They just like drop in. Um, and then they start shooting, and then David wipes out a few people and takes care of everyone. He goes, see, there's nothing to worry about. And Sid comes through the back door and blasts him in the chest oh, with yeah. a shotgun, drops him dead. And she looks over at Switch, and Switch just opens up a time door in the and floor like, and rolls into it. Yeah. So she goes back in time. That's where we see her powers. She has the ability to go back hours, two hours, three hours. 
So she goes back to speed it up and tells David, look, you're going to die. This is the second time I've been here. You don't realize it, but this is the second time I have come through. And he's like, nah, that ain't going to happen. And then they transport to the houses when they're coming in. And he's just like throwing people left and right. And it's like he's in this weird hippie sense. And then he thinks he won again. And he sees Sid and then Sid ends up shooting him again. (laughs) So she opens up a second door and it's like, damn it, she's got to go back a third time. So she goes back even further. Um, And finally, this time, the third time he goes back, um, as soon as Division 3 shows up at the house, all of a sudden there's this huge explosion. And they look and the house is gone. So David just time or mind zaps. Yeah. Yeah, He moves the house somewhere else in the world. So that's how the first episode ended. So it was like. Okay, we're introduced to powers, we're introduced to the story, why David wants a time traveler, because he wants to be able to go back in time and fix things. Right. Because he realizes he's screwed up, Um, there's no, like, coming back from a lot of it, so he really wants to just go fix everything and be Mm. done. So, I don't know, it was really cool first episode, and that's what I always love about this show. I think, and I'll just watch one episode, but I'm like, oh, shit, no, I gotta see what happens next. (laughs) The little cliffhangers, and they just, it pulls you in, it's just a, a mind warp of so much stuff so things certainly aren't like cut and dry in this this show where you know you're used to seeing like a lot of shows are just a lot of dialogue and a lot of Mm -hmm. like moving of the story and legion it they do they try to do it in like a creative way yeah and Um, it it holds your interest it's not like a lot of shows i know people nowadays they just throw a show on in the background while they're working or doing whatever it's like you're captivated by this like you have to watch because you can't just like listen to the show and do like whatever paperwork or some sort like that. Right. Or, Cause or you have to dishes. be seeing what's going on on the screen. Yeah. You got to really know what's going there, on. Cause there, there isn't a whole lot of dialogue in yeah. some scenes. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving so, on. Episode two. Episode two. Let me do it. I don't care. David tries to time travel and can't. So he has a plan to help switch increase her powers. He sends Lenny to go and capture male Kenny, Carrie, <laughs> not Kenny from <laughs> division three. And brainwashes him to create time travel bracelets to enhance her power. David meets with Sydney telepathically and they chat. She will never forgive him and he gets pissed and his blue essence turns to red and the hippies rage. That was kind of funny to see that because he's just like, like just like snapping and getting so angry and everything starts shaking and they do a shot of the hippie house and it's all turning red. They're like, Oh no, what's going on? What's <laughs> happening? And then it's like, and they start breaking shit. And, uh-huh, yeah. and then there's that fat ass pig. I forgot to mention that in the first episode. Oh. So in this house, they have this big ass pig and it's like the nipples are like, like a fucking bong or something like all his essence, like the pig is doing it. And then out of the pig nipples laying on the side, <laughs> they're just going up and like, <sighs> and they're just like it's sniffing the nipples. I'm like, what the freaky. fuck is happening? Yeah, it's pretty up. Oh, but it was great. So the pig started raging at that point too. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it just like messed up everything at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a very short synopsis of episode two. It's just, it kind of dragged on. So, that was pretty much it about, okay, now that we have a plan. And it was kind of neat to see how they uh, they captured um, Carrie. And Lenny put this whole, like, uh, Alice in Wonderland thing going on and enticed the guy that they captured. They captured one of the hippie guys and tried to um, brainwash, well, not quite brainwash him, but interrogate him to tell where David went. Oh, yeah. 
And then they released him, and then they're like, we'll just follow him. He'll lead us back. And Lenny picked him up, and they knew this was going to happen, so they were trailing him. Um, and then that's where um, Lenny put on this whole show of, like, Alice in Wonderland with all these other girls, and they all have their knives. And so this whole battle ensued. So while they were distracted by the battle, Lenny snuck out and grabbed mm-hmm. Carrie, who was in the truck, and kidnapped him and brought him back. So that was a pretty cool scene. It was cool, yeah. So since they got duped. 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 All so right. Ep- Episode three. Episode three. David and Switch travel back to David's childhood where we see Charles. Charles. <laughs> oh, Charles. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabriel Xavier talking about Charles leaving to go find Farouk. She gets mad at him and Farouk sneaks in to get baby David. David and Switch cannot be seen as he tries to communicate with his mother and fails. Charles finds his psyche and shoots him out back into the time hallway. Switch is severely hurt from going too far back and warns about the time demons. Dun, dun, dun. That's kind of the cliffhanger it ended on. We see these little TikTok moving, like every time a clock goes, like not the stupid app TikTok, but like an actual freaking clock. It's, it's like TikTok, and they're like moving throughout time, and they move, and it's like freeze frame, like TikTok. It's like the black, the black, like yeah, the blob with the glowing green eyes. God, they're freaky as yeah. Man. This was this episode had kind of like a like a 1950s like feel to it. Yeah, because it was it really was back in time. They yeah. traveled back that far, but her powers were not quite advanced, so they couldn't be seen. So you could hear them talking, and he's like, "Why can't I see them? What's going on? Increase right. your power. What's going on? Why can't I talk?" And he's like, "Mama." Mom, he kept calling out to her several times. He kept saying, Mama. It was weird hearing him say that, but like, Mama, Mama. And she's like looking around like, what's happening? And that scene where she went to the TV and he turned it back on, David did, and he kept trying to mess with the TV, trying to do what he could to communicate, but the powers were just so weak. So it's like she knew something was happening. Um, So David was trying at that last second to just get rid of Farouk. And you could see the cloud as it was just coming down over baby David. And he was just screaming at that moment saying, yeah. Mom. And then um, it showed Charles come in like at the last second. And, you know, Charles, he could sense him. Like he could sense someone so, standing there. And I loved it because he looked at him and did the little two fingers yeah, to the temple. And he's yeah. like, Pew, and just shot him. And he just, boom, flew right out of the time loop. And yeah, it was, was kind of cool. It's like, and oh, then, uh, denied by your dad. That creepy like doll. In that in the crib, yeah, like with like the the suit and like the the black yes. hair, like didn't we see that in season one? That was season one because we remember we were first introduced. We didn't know what that was. Now we know that now, was his yeah, childhood, it's a childhood toy, like doll. But his flashbacks and nightmares because Farouk freaked him out and made that doll come to life and scare yeah. the crap out of him. So yeah, so that was like kind of cool. Like ah, oh, there's the doll from season yep. one. So all of that kind of made sense in the story that he read or that mom read to him. Mm-hmm. You know, David's been a good boy or whatever it was and that's all a nod to season one so now we know the full yeah. story yeah it all comes together where that came from alright um, the next episodes uh, these descriptions are a little bit longer because um, that's where I found out I'm like oh somebody else already wrote a description so these first three were yours the first three were, were mine <laughs> and you, you can tell because they're short sweet and to the point I mean yeah. the rest of these are like detailed and it tells you like step by step what happens in the episode so right. so episode four as a result of David and Switch's meddling in the past, time itself becomes unstable, resulting in time loops for both David's cult and Division 3, as well as the viewer with the broadcast briefly switching to an episode of The Shield. That was pretty in cool. Because when I came back after the commercial break, I'm like, 
am I watching The Shield? Like, what <laughs> happened? And then I found, oh, shit, it's part of the show. So it was kind of funny to see that. Yeah. It also attracts time demons, creatures who feed on time and manifest when Switch travels too far back. The time demons attack David, and he awakens in a concentration camp next to his mother, but it is an illusion made by the time demons. Others are also tortured by illusions, with Sid coming across a younger version of herself and Lenny being forced to witness the rapid birth, aging, and death of her daughter. Carrie breaks free from David's mind control, and he escapes David's facility with Switch. David eventually scares the time demons away, but it is enraged by Switch's escape. So this, I forgot to mention in episode three, where he traveled back in time, we got to witness Charles and Gabrielle meeting, so his wife, yeah. Where she was messed up from the Holocaust. Um, they were both like in this like camp for the mentally unstable. Oh, that's right. Where we saw it. We see yeah. um, Cause he Charles was, like in war, like active war. Yeah. And he got tackled in the, the, the bunker that he went under. That was pretty tough to see. And he wasn't strong enough. So he puts his finger to his mind and tells the, the soldier, take the gun and kill yourself. And he just stopped, and the guy just pulled the gun out, blasted the side of his head off, and it's like, oh, oh dang. Yeah. So that messed Charles up, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see that he's in this psycho camp, probably because he told him, he goes, well, the guy just killed himself. And they're like, clearly, you're deranged. Um, <laughs> and uh, she just, she wouldn't talk. She was just lost. She would stare out the window. She was in a wheelchair. And he entered her mind and helped to fix her, I think like he does with all the freaking X-Men. Right. Um, so, and that's where he kind of brought her back. So they were kind of in this together and they escaped and that's where they got married and they kind of tricked the whole psych ward. That was kind of cool. Charles yeah. just took over everybody's brain. They're like, congratulations, leave guys, you can leave. <laughs> and the doctors are dancing and they let them out. So that was pretty neat to see how all that came to be. So I did forget to mention that. So that's why mom was in that Holocaust concentration camp and that's why he was transported there because she was a survivor from that so yeah because i realized i'm like oh crap i forgot yeah, we to mention that. forgot like the whole first half of that and the other so. thing we forgot to mention is that um lenny um she's in this relationship with the blonde chick um i forget who she was but she was the first one that we were introduced to with switch she was the hippie she was pregnant <sighs> I forget what her name is. I think she was in season two. I don't remember if she was or not. But we find out Lenny's in this relationship. She's pregnant with their baby. Don't I, There's no details how or whose baby. <laughs> but they, they were going to be married and they wanted to claim the baby as their own. Right. But with those um, time demons, just the freaking time skips were happening like everywhere since they escaped. That was so cool to see how they would repeat things. Like, hey, pal, what's going on? Hey, pal, what's going on? And it's like they would keep repeating. And it's like this jumps in the screen. Yeah. And, you know, time, they're literally like eating time away. And they found out with Lenny, that was so heartbreaking to watch. All of a sudden, the baby was born. And then Lenny would just snap to the child's like five or six. Mommy, I made you a picture. Oh, She's holding yeah. the picture. And then she was older and be like, I hate you, mom. Like a teenager and everything. And then it just shows like. You know, what's wrong with you? You don't seem like you're here. And she's just jumping through the entire life. And then she's there at her child's deathbed when she was an old lady, like, Mom, you came. Um, and then it showed, like, the ashes at the end. And she went through her entire child's life that the time demons ate that entire life. 
and that messed her up big time to the point that she then came out and David comes back and is like, Hey, I need you. And then she's, she, yeah, she, she just freaking kills herself right herself, then and there. Yeah. Cause her whole world was just taken from her. I'm like, damn, that got deep real quick. <laughs> um, so that was neat to see. I mean, it was heart wrenching and to say the least, but it was still kind of neat to see how all that was. So because yeah. of that, Carrie broke free. He finally realized he almost got eaten by the time demons, but they helped to zap out his memory. I think he was like sniffing their shit. There's like this poo or something. And oh. Then he got a flashback like, wait, David's controlling me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he grabs Switch and takes her. Um, and then, of course, he's raged out by that. So there's a little background. Sorry, I didn't throw those in. The rest of these should all make sense now. <laughs> Stupid Keith descriptions versus somebody's better descriptions. So we're on episode five. Mm-hmm. Okay. David hijacks a Division Three bus and manipulates the memory of Daniel, Clark's husband, to learn the, that Switch is aboard the Division Three airship. Lenny, distraught from her ordeal with the Time Demons, blames David for her distress and commits suicide in front of him. Oh, sorry, I was one episode ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I knew it was around. It was like it was four around this or five. Time, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Carrie builds a hibernation chamber for Switch to hide her, to hide her from David. Patonomy suggests traveling to outer space to get out of David's teleportation range, and Division 3 agrees against the wishes of Farouk, who wants to face David directly. Farouk intentionally intentionally provokes David, who discovers their location. David teleports his cult to the airship, and they kill Clark by throwing him into space. David contacts Sid, who gives up Switch's location, and he vows to change the past and undo everything. Sid tricks him into allowing her to use her powers to make them swap bodies. However, David's other personalities, who refer to themselves as Legion, manage to overpower Sid as they bring David back to his body and wipe Sid's mind to prevent her from swapping bodies again. He retrieves Switch, who then traps Farouk in the space between time. David and Switch once again travel to the past with David's David starting stating oh, stating he now has a new plan. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see that um, <clears throat> the space between time, because I think they were there earlier. Like Farouk is on Division 3's team. So that's weird to see them like working together. But Farouk is so pissed because he doesn't like Division 3's plan. They're like, oh, let's just hide from him. And he's like, no, you people, you cannot hide from someone <laughs> like David. I'd love his voice. It's great. Yeah. Um, he goes, you need to dr- attack him directly. So that's why he provoked him and said, you're playing shit. I'm going to get David here and we're going to take, I'm going to take care of it. Thinking that he can trap him and which he almost did, but he always forgets the little time girl that switch like traps him in right there. So they come up this plan, like David pushes him in and then she seals him into that space between time. So we're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, Farouk's gone, but. Dun, 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 for now. Yeah. But that was kind of neat to see. So it's like the plan just all fell apart. Sid had that plan, but then David's, he's so much stronger now with all those weird personalities. That was awesome to see. Like Legion, like, oh, you know, oh, hi. hi. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so creepy. And it's not, it's not like David at all. Yeah, twitchy. Like, yeah. who's this? Oh, it's Sid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, they're just so weird. I mean, it's just, there's so much happening in the show. It's just. It's hilarious to see. It really really is. But yeah, Clark, if you didn't know, he was the guy from like the first season. They got fried in the David fried in the swimming pool. 
So him and Clark oh, yeah. have never really gotten along the entire time. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember Clark being in another relationship with another man. I don't know if that was shown in a previous season. I don't. I don't know. It's like they threw both these like like weird relationships Lenny's at us. Like relationship. Yeah. I like. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, correct us it, if we're wrong, but I it didn't stand out to me in the first episodes. But they really honed in on that this episode. Yeah. And I feel bad because it's like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Everybody dies in this relationship, so it's like, <laughs> why introduce it? So anyway. And what happened to his face? Like, what, when, when did that, that happen? That was uh, the frying, I thought, in the pool. Remember? He went down into the pool, and Sid picked him out of the pool, and then they zapped it. So it was oh. like he was floating in it, and it fried the side of his oh, face. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember if, like... So it's been like that for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why he walked with the cane, because it, like, fried the whole side of his body. So he's, like, literally two-faced. Two-faced, yeah. All right, so episode six, Oliver finds Sid's lost mine in the astral plane manifesting as a baby he and melanie decide to raise her not realizing who she is they also adopt cynthia a woman who is in the astral plane due to losing her innocence cynthia is spirited spirited away by jerome a sinister entity also known as the wolf who aims to corrupt those he finds in the astral plane as the astral sid ages she has nightmares about what the real world Sid has experienced. Astral Sid encounters a now drug-addicted Cynthia who unsuccessfully attempts to recruit her to the wolf's control. Instead, Astral Sid vows to save Cynthia. She and Oliver kidnap Cynthia only for the wolf to track them down and Cynthia to willingly leave with him. Oliver and Melanie encourage a now full-grown... Sid. Sid. To return to the real world. <laughs> Had to scroll down a little bit. And she awakens on the Division Three airship. With the time door still open, Carrie creates devices that allow himself, Sid, and Carrie to travel back in time to go after David, but only after Carrie absorbs Carrie's wounds to restore her to full strength. All right, so this episode was Oliver and Melanie's episode. Um, and we find... If we didn't mention, I think we did at episode five. So when Sid and David switch bodies, the other Davids are so powerful that they transform their consciousness out of Sidney and back into David because he was so powerful now that that had no effect. So what that did was leave her mindless. So she was sent to the astral pain because she's just in no man's land, almost like erasing her memory type thing. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty neat to see that. We see it opens up with um, Oliver going around, and he's like, oh, this is Jermaine Wayne singing. <laughs> and he finds these little uh, cans and whatnot, and he brings the cart back, and he goes, hello, love. You know, I brought all these different things. And he goes, oh, I found a baby. <laughs> and it's just like, this is neat. Um, so I just didn't know. It's like, did they have memory of what was happening? Like, uh, Melanie would hold the baby and be like, I feel like we know her. Her name's Sydney. Why does that sound familiar? He goes, ah, we're in the astral plane now. It doesn't make sense. So it's just like, he's like, I don't know. It was really neat to see like this old style, like um, the three little pigs and the wolf and the whole thing. And um, the Jason, Musta, whatever his M- name Mezuka, is. Sir. Yeah, his character is the wolf. Freaking hilarious. This was just a great episode all the way around. Um, just to give these two justice. I mean, it was awesome. Just it really didn't have anything to do with like the David storyline. But it was... 
it, it's it where was, Sid went while she was lifeless on the floor, is just staring off into space. So it's her trying to get back to her consciousness. So it happened in a matter of seconds, right. I'm sure. But it was like an entire episode. Entire of, episode, just to give a nod to these two, to so that they ended up saving Sydney yeah. and bringing her back and sending, making, giving her the choice to go back and end this once and for all. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it was cool, like the the wolf was like actually like trying to blow the house down. Like you could, yes, the walls you could were like it. shaking and whatnot. They're like, go away. Go, go away. You know? uh, can I come in? Like, <laughs> no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> they're like trying to deal with this wolf like kindly. Like, goes, go away now. Jermaine's like, oh, we need to move. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they move to the city and it's just this whole thing like, oh, I got a job now. And like, I'm your dad. I'm not really your dad, but I'm your adoptive dad. Yep. And it's just like, uh, it was just great. It was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was a really cool episode. I mean, it didn't have much to do with it, but it was hilarious to give a final nod to these characters. So I know, awesome. like, some people didn't like the episode because it kind of slowed the momentum on, mm-hmm. on like, the whole David and Charles like storyline and all that stuff. And, yeah. like, the Farouk storyline. But it's like, it was cool. I, thought I it mean, was really you got to wrap up their storyline. If you're doing yeah. a series finale... You got to give the characters an ending, because if not, then people would bitch and complain, be like, "Well, what happened to Oliver and Melanie?" Yeah, well, Oliver Melanie. You know? Yeah, but I, I thought it it fit well. It was done very well. Mm-hmm. All right, episode seven. Episode seven. Back in the past, Charles travels to Morocco to meet with Farouk after using Cerebro to find him. Farouk foresees his arrival and teaches Charles about the astral plane. Meanwhile, Sid, Carrie, and female Carrie encounter Gabriel in the past. And Sid realizes she is David's mother. Sid refuses to kill baby David, convinced that if he if she stays in the past, she can help raise him to be a better person, a different person. Time, however, is destabilizing again, attracting the time demons. David travels back to Charles's location and teleports the two of them inside of David's mind. David reveals to Charles everything that has happened to this point in David's life. Warning Charles that he, that the meeting with Farouk is a trap. It's a trap. David possesses a, as a fellow soldier with the intention of killing Farouk. Charles is hesitant until he discovers that Farouk's children are little more than vessels containing Farouk's victims. The time demons arrive and wreak havoc, made worse by Switch having overexerted herself. The present day Farouk escapes from the space between time and travels back to join forces with the past self. This episode was awesome, and it built the stage for the final episode Right, so much that David finally, with enough power, came back um, to realizing he could communicate with his dad and just said, look, you know who I am. Read my mind. You know the whole thing. So these two psychics just going at it, and he's just like, he sees all of David's past and realizes, like, Farouk is a monster. Like, we need to stop him. How do we stop him? And he's like, together. So I'm like, oh, father, son, team up. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So I'm like, this is so cool. So they're going to team up. And, you know, because David was his wild card. And just to see the past Farouk, like, oh, Charles, you didn't tell me you were bringing someone. And he's like all sweaty, like, um, he's going to ruin this. Who is this? Because right. he kept trying to read David's mind. And he just kept playing that 1970 song, and David just looked at him, raised an eyebrow, like, what? You're trying to read my mind? You can't get in. And it's just like, so he, it made Farouk so nervous, and then he went off. And then we see that picture in old Farouk's like, room right there, and then you could see the 
the present day Farouk coming through, traveling through time right. to get to that moment. And the episode ends with him coming out, dusting himself off. And so it's like old Farouk, new Farouk teaming up, David and Charles teaming up. I'm like, oh shit, we're setting the stage for a uh, yes. final battle here. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is badass. But that was really creepy to see like Farouk's area. So when Charles first put on his mini Cerebro or whatever, um, right. his little helmet, yeah. that's when he first found, he goes, there's someone like me. But it was Farouk reaching out and found him and lured Charles to come in and was hoping to destroy him and take or control him or whatever his final plan was. But clearly it was a trap. Um, and Charles just tried to be in the Charles way, of course. <laughs> um, you can't be civil with people. Um, so he's just trying to really control him and or trying to be civil with him and talk to him like, let's form a friendship. Like, eh, it ain't going to happen. No. Um, but that's Charles. So that was really neat. But we see how when... Charles was being pulled away to go visit Farouk. That's what screwed up David. And Charles ended up beating Farouk. I believe they were engaged in a mind war and a battle. But we see that Charles was still just figuring out what his powers were. And Farouk really helped him to understand his powers. And I think Charles ended up being more powerful. Um, Because we see that and he's like, oh, you can go to the astral plane. You can make whatever you want in your mind. He's like, you come up with a white room. This is it. Um, You know, and try to figure out all this different astral praying stuff and mm-hmm. just realize his true potential. So it was kind of neat to see Charles, you know, building up his powers at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this whole team up was great. And those weird little monkeys and the children that weren't really there. I mean, they were kids, but all of Farouk's enemies that he took over the entire country, the former King and stuck it in the monkey, mm-hmm. like all his enemies. And, you know, David and Charles are like reading the minds of it. Like what the hell? These are not. <laughs> and they're screaming for help. Like help. I'm trapped. So then they realize that, you know, he's clearly a monster mm-hmm. and that sets the final stage. Tell the us about it. Final there. stage episode eight with the time demons causing chaos. Carrie and Carrie merged to fight them alongside Sid Severely weakened, Switch surrenders herself to the Time Demons, but her father appears and elevates her to a higher level of existence, revealing both he and Switch have the ability to control the Time Demons, who merely function to guard the tributaries of time. Switch stops the Time Demons and saves Sid, Carrie, Carrie, Gabriel, and Baby David. David fights past Farouk, using the many fractured personalities within his subconscious, hmm. but past Farouk overpowers them and de- traps David, mockingly accusing him of being a bad person. David escapes using Gabriel as inspiration. Charles and present Farouk travel to the astral plane, where present Farouk admits he actually traveled back to help David. Charles prevents David from killing past Farouk, telling David he struck a deal with present Farouk to keep the peace. Present Farouk reveals to future to the future to his defiant past self and David, mm-hmm. Charles, and both Farouks form a truce. Switch di- reveals mm-hmm. to Sid that David's actions while saving the world will also create new versions of David and Sid, and the old ones will disappear. Carrie and an aged Carrie reunite now separated from each other, Charles returns home and reconciles with Gabriel, David, Gabrielle. Gab- oh, <laughs> Don't, it's the wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting these names. Yeah, you're good. It's these, all these carries. 
I have too many carries. <laughs> too many carries. Old man carry, young carry, yeah. young girl carry. <laughs> Old girl carry. David and Sid speak for the final time, both expressing hope that their new cells will flourish and they vanish as baby David looks on. So it's like, wow. Kind of like a perfect ending to all this. I was curious There's to like, see yeah. like when the, the final battle happened, like who chose who to fight. So it ended up being perfect because the past Farouk was so angry and aggressive. David is angry and aggressive. So those two were going at it because they just want to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Like that's David's goal. His entire life is to wipe Farouk out of existence because he's the one who literally screwed up his life. Um, and it's funny that Charles ended up with the present day Farouk who has seen everything and realized I screwed up. Like I should not have done this. And he's come to a higher level of sense. Right. Um, and just to watch like him and Charles, when they go into a battle and Charles takes them to his astro plane, it's just a white floor. There's nothing. He goes, you could imagine anything to defeat me. And you pick this. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, here, try this. And they open up like two bottles of beer and they just sit at a table and like, let's talk. Yeah. So they end up figuring it out. And then when David comes to and he's just choking out past Farouk and Charles's speech here. I mean, this was moving. This was touching to me. And it's just like he goes, David, you know, that's enough. He goes, we formed a truce. This isn't going to happen. And when Charles grabbed him and said, I screwed up, I was a horrible father. He goes and for that. I apologize. And I cannot fix that. Um, so it was just great to see because, you know, David has been this wild child who's been out there on his own the entire mm -hmm. time, pissed his dad. His dad abandoned him, which he did right? because he went off to go find Farouk and left his wife and child exposed. And then for whatever reason, gave up on David, left him. Um, and, yeah, it just turned into this whole thing. So that was neat to see. And it brought David back and it brought him back to peace. And to see Sid, she wanted the same thing, too. Like, she'll never forgive the present day David, but she didn't also kill baby David, where she could have ended it all right there and said, mm -hmm. my, my fight's not with this baby. He has done nothing wrong yet. The one in the future is the one who screwed it up. Mm -hmm. So she said, I'll do anything to save this one, to make it right, and not worry about the present one, you know. Because they kind of teamed up, and you see that, and she's like, David, if you're going to do something, hurry up and do it, because the time demons were coming in and trying to kill them at the end. And to see Carrie's join again, but when they do, she ages when they take his her body. So she's yeah. like fighting, and she goes, oh, I love my job, and that was great, just watching her kick ass on yeah, those time she demons. Yeah, she shined in this episode. Oh, that was great. That but was we great. saw her age as it went on. Her hair got whiter, and the yeah. wrinkles started coming, and then she was just being exhausted. And then the male Carrie looked younger. Yeah. yeah, he was like a mid thirty year old man, and yeah, she's like so, with the silver hair and like the wrinkles and like. Doesn't, so it was kind of neat. Kinda well, slower. they're they're both kind of old now, so that was kind of neat to yeah. to see that. But um, let's not um, diminish Switch because this season is Switch for sure. This is all about her. Yes, it's wrapping up the story, but she is instrumental. But it's not possible without her. Exactly. Right? Um, to her see dad, her, her dad shows up, her dad shows up and that's yeah. neat because she's still losing. So every time she would time travel, remember she'd lose a tooth and that was really weird. Yeah, and finally she lost all her teeth and then dad shows up. She finally cried out for help. And when she went back to the time plane, he was like, my child, you have finally become, you know, fully grown. You've reached your full potential. You lost all your, your baby, baby teeth. <laughs> and now she got real teeth. So it's like, oh shit, she's a master of time now. So yeah. it's like, she was still her learning stage. 
So that was great to see how dad did that. And then before she went off to the next plane of existence that she wrapped up the story, she made sure that everything was taken care of and told Sid, be like, look, you got a few minutes left and you guys will cease to exist. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to see that um, Gabrielle and Charles start their life over. They're not going to abandon each other. They're going to raise David, completely changing the timeline. Um, and probably the X-Men timeline was kind of great to see him go. So I've always wanted to be a teacher. So it's like, oh, oh yes, oh, of course. Um, yeah, so now he's in. Yeah. So that was neat to see um, the timeline change. And it was cool because David and Sid were just sitting over the crib looking at baby David. And then they just fade out of existence. They kind of like forgive each other in some weird way. Mm-hmm. And it's like at least they made things right. And it just wrapped up their story and like poof. Now we got a new timeline. It's done. Yeah, it's over. It I mean, it was neat. it was poetic yeah. justice. I think there at the end is like no other better way to end it. And it's just like it didn't it end, end in violence or anything. It just kind of ended in civil discussions. Let's just come to a realization, like yeah, own own up to like what happened and in the past, and and then let's make it right with yeah. a new beginning. And and I'm I was glad they brought Charles in. That was great. They weren't they weren't going to do it. Like in season one, they're like, no, there's no way Charles Xavier's going to be in this show. But when he realized, I remember he said that there was going to be a final ending, ending, that this wasn't going to be an ongoing series and we'll make it up as we go, that there will be an ending. So it's kind of neat to see how they brought it home. Right. I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pale, that was too much talking. Good job, Keith. That was just excellent. Well, Um, you you did a lot of reading. (laughs) You did a lot of talking. A lot of Keith insight. Sorry to bore the audience. No, it was great. It it helped uh, bring it together and... But yeah, I think we need another beer. Yeah, we're parched. We need another beer. Yeah. So we're going to take a little break here. and probably throw in a little promo or something. Um, and we'll be back with our out beer. While we are getting the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkandgeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back with our out beer. From Collective Arts Brewing Company, we have Jam Up the Mash, which is a dry hopped sour. Coming in at 5.2% ABV and 35 IBUs. And on our geek scale of our IBUs, 35, we just have down as 35 millimeter to describe the film gauge most commonly used for motion pictures. Mm. Because we love movies. Movies are so great. Excuse me. You guys love movies and watch them. (laughs) I am on the bottom of that ladder. (laughs) As from our previous episodes. All seven of your movies that you saw. Yes. Yeah, all seven I watched this past year. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, I I have the time to watch them, but it's like, I'm so, I need to catch up on TV shows. And I don't go out to the theater very often. Anyway, back to this beer. So Jam Up the Mash. Um, I love, I got this little snippet from uh, their website. It says, to all our collective seasonal dry hop sour fans, we heard you. This brew is now part of our year-round lineup. After the never-ending battle between hopheads and sour lovers, we decided to appease the two. Using Nelson Sauvin from New Zealand and Vic Secret from the Yakima Valley, 
This mixed fermentation brew is juicy, sour, and extremely refreshing. Sour and hops in a perfect thirst-quenching melody. Now, what's really neat about Collective Arts Brewing Company, I looked them up, and they're out of Canada. So it's uh, from the Great White North Hip Theory. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Collective Arts. So every can is different. So when I looked this up, I couldn't find the can that we have. Like, it came out, like, last year. Like, every year that they'll put out this beer, but they use it with different labels. And it's called Collective Arts. So they're literally collecting the arts of different people. And you could do submissions online. Um, so I know like Indiana city, they use like different artists and you can mm-hmm. come in and kind of share that whole thing. So I think it's something similar to that, that they promote local artists, um, as whether it be a band or, um, different drawing artists to throw something on there. But I noticed on the side, it has like one of those little speaker things. So I don't know if you could scan that with your phone. Don't they have something like that? Maybe it'll talk about a band. Or this is the label cover of a band. I don't know. I'm right. very confused, and I tried to do as much research as I could, and I, I still couldn't find anything. But it looks like they're giving a nod to this band. So the band is Goon, and the album is Dusk of Punk EP. But then on the side, it says, Artist is Kenny Becker from L.A., California, from the United States. And it said, To see the full series, go to this website. I went to the website, and it's 404 error, page not <sighs> So They're lighters. I don't know. Um, but it's still really cool to see that they're really promoting the arts, whether it be through different bands and you could submit your artwork and they throw it on the label of one of their cans. So I think, did Dustin bring this one or is this the one that you brought? I purchased that one. You purchased it. Okay. Yeah. And I brought it. We were going to do it or save it for a episode in the future. Which is now. Which is now. And yeah. I realized it was a while ago. It was a while ago. Judging by the date on this can. but <laughs> Basically, when the last time we got together here, which um can't even remember what, that, what the episode was. Or... It was something in July, I think, last year is yeah. what it felt like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever episode. So it's been in my fridge the entire time. So it has stayed cold, which is what it says. Make sure it stays cold. Unfiltered, keep cold. So... Now, it's made with the hops, the Vic Secret, Citra, and Mosaic. So it has a good blend of hops in there. But it's kind of neat to see that they did a combination. People like sours. People like hoppy beer. Why not both? Mm-hmm. So they threw it together. So I'm cu- really curious to see what this tastes like. But before we get to that, and the reason why we chose this to do for this episode is this picture on this can. I and what do we have? Well, you're going to see it on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. But it's... Almost identical to the time demons mm-hmm. that we see throughout this the season. That are creepy as hell. They just got their like black with white eyes. This is blue, but yeah, I think that yeah, was it green eyes? I thought it was green eyes that was the it green time eyes? demons had. You probably were right. It was like an interdimensional, different color. Like they were like shaded out, black, gray. I don't know. Yeah, it was really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks just like those time demons. So it was like perfect to just grab this can. Um, now, clearly, we're not sour fans. I think we've made ourselves known on that on this show several times. But I'm very intrigued for this dry hopped to see with the mix of hops to see if it'll save this, um, to see if it'll keep us intrigued. But then again, by the date, who knows how good this will be. But I'm really excited to try it. But yeah, that can art is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We'll post that pickup. Um, looks just like them time demons. Maybe we can throw up a picture of a time demon next to it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we could probably do that. Mm-hmm. All right. 
What color do we have here for the beer? I still don't have the Geek SRM up. Damn it, pale. <laughs> I'm so lazy. Well, I think this one's lighter than the last one, honestly. It is more pale yellow. It's mm-hmm. So this might be... Well, We're down to Pichu Pale Pichu or pale Kirk's or Uniform. Kirk's That's uniform. one or two. Because Harry Snitch is three. So this is either... I don't think it's... It's not Pichu level. I kind of like Captain Kirk's uniform here. According to my screen. Kirk's uniform. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite Pichu Pale. So we'll go one up. One click up. With Captain Kirk. Captain, Captain Kirk. Tiberius. Captain Tiberius Kirk. (laughs) James Tiberius Kirk. All right. What's the smell we get, Pale? Hmm. Ooh, there's a sour hint, but I also smell the hops. A sour hop. Hopefully it's not too spoiled. Who knows what this is going to taste like. I'm scared. It's a unique blend of smells. This was a little dinky, too. Mm -hmm. So that could be how old it is. Sour, dinky, fruity. So it's like uh, somebody just like splashed some Sprite. Yeah. Some Sprite in there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's do this. <laughs> this could be bad. It's sour. Yeah. Oh, man. But the hops linger. That is weird. It's a hoppy, sour beer. Oh. That's odd. It's uh, very it, odd. Yeah. I can see why people like this. I can also see why people wouldn't like this. Mm-hmm. It is a unique blend, that's for damn sure. But for me, that sour punch, eh. It was better with the second sip. It wasn't as pungent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it. I don't know. I, I, really? It's just a, yeah, it's just a little too weird for me. A little too dank for you? A little dank. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. I've had some sours, and this is not the worst one. It's definitely not shorts level, so. Mm, No. Better than shorts. Uh, Let's see what the people say. The untapped average comes in at a 3.8 out of 5. Out of 34,025 ratings. Jeez. So over 34,000 people have had this. And I should mention, and we didn't, uh, Collective Arts Brewing is out of Hamilton in Ontario, up in Canada. So I'm sure our... uh, Don't we have a Canadian podcast on the Hopped Up Network? Oh, yeah. Pacific Beer Chat. Yeah, Pacific. Thank you. I wonder um, if they had this. Vancouver. I did have one friend try this, Michael Taylor. Same with me. Don't know who he is, but he friended us. Do we know who he is? Uh, He was one of the pickups from when I posted on social media. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Michael. He said, definitely got the hops on the nose and taste like the sour. Very enjoyable. Mm, Debatable, Michael. (laughs) I'll debate you on that. Very enjoyable part. But just as we said for our previous beer... Meh. It's all how you see it and what your favorites are. But I was surprised to see this was pretty high. Now, again, we did mention there's always an asterisk with this. 
it'd be nice if we had fresh beer on these shows, but this one has been sitting around for a while, but it has been refrigerated. And if you brought it over refrigerated, it stayed refrigerated in my fridge. It has not moved in six months. It stayed towards the back, so it was nice and cold. So I don't think it's hurting the flavor too much. But again, that sour punch, you really got to like sours. I honestly don't think it's like messed up in any way from mm-hmm. the age. I think it tastes like exactly how it's supposed to. Because I get the sour part a lot. Um, there's a little bit of the hop characteristic coming through it. Um, it's like a little... It's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's like a mashup of two different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I drink it, the more... It's not bad. I, I wouldn't say it's a bad beer. It's just not our type. Yeah. Like, we should throw out a disclaimer. Like, sours are not our thing. I mean, I'm not going to shit all over it, but... I don't know. I think I'm digging it a little more than you are. <laughs> Your face every time you yeah, take I a sip. <laughs> I want to just I'm I'm trying to clamor clamp onto something that really sets it apart that I could and I I can't yeah I'm not getting it I I don't know is anybody saying anything on this yummy Jacob says people were drinking this about one hour ago but the, as you notice those cans are way different than ours some dude tried to type something I can't even read it must be speaking Canadian. decent iteration from the company that has the coolest cans ever said by sid (gasps) sid (gasps) so look there's a different yeah they're all like different and it's beautiful i definitely would recommend checking out this company um i mean canada's got it going right now especially 34,000 people enjoy this these two shitty americans come in and (laughs) What the hell is that? That's like a death pigeon. Yeah, it's like that a, is so cool. A pigeon with a skull. Somebody said overall an easy drinking sour. Rye said that. I'm assuming a lot of Canadians here. Here for the grand opening. Well, fruity and fairly tart. I don't know about fruity. Hoppy. Citrusy. Because the citra hop is in it. I can get a hint of that. Beautifully sour tart and zingy. Delicious, super juicy and tart. <laughs> uh, here's a Paul that agrees with you. Paul S. from He checked in at Manchester Camera Beer and Cider. Shouldn't have bought sour. No bueno. <laughs> Got it on draft. Didn't even rank it. Which I have a feeling you might be doing. You know what I'm getting? A lot of grape. Really? Yeah, are you tasting grape? Like Faintly? Kind of like a... Because um, I used to drink that sparkling grape juice. So kind of like a flat grape juice mm-hmm. flavor on the end. Maybe that's a bit of the sour. But I'm really getting the hops. It's coming through for me. Because I'm not a huge IPA guy, so I can really pick up on those hops like when it when it hits. Because mm-hmm. I don't like it too overly hoppy, but it, it's just it's so unique, man. Kind of digging it. Well, I'm almost finished, and I have failed to yeah to really get what I was. I don't get anything great out of it. 
But I'm, so I'm tasting a lot of grape and lemon. Like grape, lemon, and lime. Yeah. So maybe like, I don't know, splash some grape and Sprite together. All right, you ready? Yep, I'm checking. Go ahead. Okay, well, I went 275 on this. This is one of my lower check-ins in a really long time. Mm-hmm. That is low for you. Um, I don't know if it's fair to check this in because maybe I'm just completely missing the point of this. But um, I'm not getting enough. Like, I'm not getting enough hops. I don't think I'm getting the hops you are for some reason. Yeah. I, I just It I, did say unfiltered, so maybe the pour. I did the first pour. I kind of shook it up. I yeah. did the best I could, but it's hard when you split one can. Yeah, it is. Because it does. It could mix up a lot of the hops. Because that first one could just be like a lot of uh, the sour and the, the juice. And then yeah. like the, the second pour could be like all the hops. True. Um, but I just couldn't grab onto anything like enjoyable about it. It just... I mean, I could, it wasn't like a straight sour. There was something like a little different about it, but I don't, it was like too much on the sour end. And then like whatever they were, with the hops they were trying to add, it kind of like muddied it up a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. So I just was not satisfied. So I went 275. It's probably not fair, but. No, I mean, (laughs) that's what I love about Untapped. I mean, it's your own personal thing. And everybody's got their own flavor. Everybody's got their own style. And it's just like, it seems low for us because we're usually, we're drinking beers that we want to. Right, the stouts. Yeah. That's why I'm clicking stouts higher up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Saf for a while would shit all over those. And I don't know. I gave it a three. So I didn't go too much higher than oh, okay. you. So it's I wouldn't consider that three is about average when you really, well, two and a half. It's out of five. So two and a half would really be average, but a lot of people say if it's like drinkable. So for me, easy drinking that I would always drink is always four. That's usually my scale. Three is, it's okay. Like I'll drink it. Like if I'm going to a whole place full of sours and if I had to pick a sour, but I'll take this one mm-hmm. over anything else. And it, I think it accomplished what they set out to do. They said, we want to satisfy sour drinkers and we want to satisfy the hop drinkers. So we put this together to keep them both happy. Like, I could tolerate this going out and drinking. Like, if it was just a sour festival, I'd walk around drinking this. Um, So I think they really accomplished what they did, and 34,000 people can't really be wrong. And out of 34,000 rankings to have a, like, four average. 3.8 or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, wow. Yeah. They're doing something right. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely not going to shit all over them, but. It's so unique for me. It's something brand new. That's why I ranked it a little bit higher. And I do get a little bit more of the hops than you do. Yeah. Um, which really helps save it for me. And the more I drink it, the more I like it. But that sour punch up front, I just, ugh. I have to cringe it, every time I take a sip, like, sour. Like I'm doing, I'm like, and it just <laughs> yeah. like lingers too. It's still, probably going to go to bed and like, I'm going to burp and it's like, <laughs> oh, there's a sour. <laughs> Jam up the mashes. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know it's still there. <laughs> but I, I definitely would try more from Collective Arts. I kind of I like their whole the whole like art. Yeah, concept. these are beautiful. Yeah, 
and they're all unique. I did find a website with Collective Arts. Um, somebody kept all the cans. They cut out the top of the can, filed it down, and filled it with wax and made candles. You can buy freaking candles for like $13 of these cans. Really? That's and you so can cool. burn in it. Yeah, it... I don't know what flavor candle they are or what scent. Sorry, mm. not flavor. Unless you're eating that candle. <laughs> and I don't um, know. Um, but that was pretty cool because these are so cool and unique. Like, oh, this one's definitely going on my shelf because it's not a peel-off label. It's no. one of those that's attached, but it's so cool just to look at. Isn't that a halo? Like, or, Yeah, he's got a little halo up a little there. halo. He's got the number 858 on the forehead, too, so whatever... Is that, that means entry, entry number 858? Could be. But I, I don't know. Since it has that band label on the side, that's what threw me off. I'm like, is that their cover? Like from their album? Oh. And that's who designed it? So that's why I'm confused. That's why I tried to find more research on it, and I can't find anything on these guys. I searched the name, and I couldn't find anything. Couldn't find so anything? Like, well, the artist I searched, and he didn't show up on their website or anywhere. Well, that sucks. Oh. Maybe I'll have to do some more research. I really didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. But. Right. But what would be really cool is if uh, these guys like collaborated with like college art students, uh-huh. like, college artists, and um, kind of made it like a whole course of like beer label art. Yeah. And um, like each different beer that they make, just here's this student, student yeah. number 37 or number in. I think that's kind of what kind they do. Of, you just yeah, it kind of sounds anybody like, could post it online. Like you could go sketch something, throw it up I'm there. Draw a picture of my penis. <laughs> Send it in. Dick brew. My dick brew. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I want to contact the company. How many uh, penis paintings do you get a year? You guys ever get dick pics? <laughs> Put we we have an entire room <laughs> for painted dick pics from this guy Paul. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's 27 of these dick pics There's from Paul so many R. pale penis pics <laughs> that came flying in here. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Oh, yeah. So uh, the reception that this show got, which was uh, pretty cool. Uh, so the review website Rotten Tomatoes reported a 91% approval rating for the third season with an average rating of 7.7 out of 10 based on 21 reviews. The website's critical consensus reads, In its final season, Legion remains a singular piece of visually arresting, mind-bending television that never fails to surprise. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then Metacritic, which used a weighted average, assigned a score of 72 out of 100 based on six critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. So I don't know if we want to mention this next one or not, but... Basically, people really like the creative style and yeah it's just it's different it's I not mean, it's different it's mind-blowing you can't find anything else like it on television it was no. unique to set out and they finished it well i think it went back nod to the first season um just because it repainted that picture because we had to figure out the puzzle pieces as we went along throughout the season to kind of figure everything out while still being with the same characters but still in b- being introduced to switch and I really liked her as a character. I thought it was awesome that they brought in a time traveler, a mutant who was a time traveler. So I really right. want to look her up. And I'm sure yeah. somebody, we're missing our Marvel knowledge people here on our show. They'll be like, oh, yeah, she was in comic whatever. And I mean, like, she might yeah, have okay. a different name. I'm, I'm sure there's yeah. time traveling 
mutants, but maybe a different name. Yeah. But yeah, this show definitely makes you uh, makes you think and makes you focus. I mean, you had to give it your undivided attention. Definitely. Or you're going to be freaking lost. Yeah. It's definitely worth a rewatch. I still have them all on my DVR. I may go yeah. back and just rewatch the whole season, binge it. Well, I got well, you have season 1 and 2 on Hulu. So, mm-hmm. that's true. So I could start back there and then season 3 is on my DVR and so I can get through it maybe like a couple weeks. Yeah, I got through this season. I remember uh Pale and I met up last weekend or weekend before we were recording this. And uh it was kind of funny cuz I told him I some I watched all eight episodes in two nights, all well, two days. I basically watched it Friday night, four episodes, and watched four more on Saturday morning because I'm like, I have to see how this is going to end. Oh, my gosh. So I binged it very quickly. So eight hours of my life disappeared very quickly. But it was on flesh. Yeah. I mean, it, it was great. It captivated me. I love the character, the actors in this. It's just like as much as you wanted to see Sid and David work out, you know, the whole love, interest, and aspect. But it's like they all came to grips and... David really is a monster and he kind of realized it at the end and it was neat that he said it's time to redo this fix me I'm broken Mm -hmm. and it's all Farouk's part and even Farouk was redeemed redeemed sorry was redeemed at the end and he realized like you know I am a monster like I need to change too and they just formed this truce like you leave me alone I leave you alone we're good okay so I was sad there wasn't like a neat little battle like there was in the yeah. second season you know how, how how cool that was oh, their the, battle the, oh, the battle of farouk and david and that like, was good you had like the, the like the art that was like flashing and like it was mm-hmm. like kind of like a video game yeah a little bit like that was really cool there wasn't any of that it was more it ended more civilly and kind of a come to a realization kind of own up to like what's happened and kind of how we're gonna move forward and let's end this now so. yeah but I, no, I was I was satisfied with season three. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it ending. I like the way it ended and how it wrapped up. Yeah. But I'm also sad. Pale. Where's the no more Legion episodes? We've been doing these for three years now. I'm sad Lenny was died. Yeah. I really they like, kind of wrote her off pretty quick. Yeah. I wish she had a little bit more. But they gave this. her that sense of almost like a redemption as well as kind of a fucked up life that she lived. To have her settle down with the kid, and then when they just took that, the little time bastards, yeah. took that away from her, that just kind of crushed her, and that was just it. She finally woke up and said, I'm done trying to please you, David. I lost my life. You clearly don't care, as usual, David, about anything but yourself. So well, she just refused to be a ploy anymore. And, mm-hmm. I mean, as sad. Obviously, I'm not condoning suicide or anything but it's <laughs> yeah, just like it just... was sad to see that end but they kind of wrapped up her story because yeah. she was kind of lost already they brought her back i think because her story ended when farouk took her place but then when he saved her and she was still alive i'm like you well, i don't know so she did they i i thought it wrapped everything up quite well mm-hmm. but you're right aubrey plaza is amazing and she should have been in it a little bit more. I mean, I'm, she yeah, played a great job. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like disappointed in the way, like her story ended. I just I like her as a actress. So oh, yeah. I just would have liked to seen a little bit more from her. But mm-hmm. but I get it. You know, in the, you're on your final season. You got to close out these storylines, and and they did a good job like focusing on David and dealing with like his past. 
mm-hmm. and, and present and Farouk dealing with that stuff. Yeah. So they did a good job. And yeah, we got no more Legion episodes. No more <laughs> Legion. We're out. We'll have to move on to what do we have next on our docket at least? Krypton. We gotta yeah, finish if you up. wanted to finish that one. I'm... But I think that's pretty much dead in the water anyway. I was gonna say, like, yeah, that one it got canceled. And I don't really. Yeah. So we we, never we need to find something new probably. And do a season two of that, but. I know you would want to do anime, some anime. Oh episodes, yeah, so I've definitely been working on that. So if you so. want to recommend me like a really good show, I'll I'll watch it. I'll sit on it the episode with you, and you can yeah. nerd out. I can give you a website where you can watch some things. Yeah. Definitely not on Dustin's Plex. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but All yeah, right. if yeah. Anyway, Legion, check it out. It's great. It's an awesome series, um, especially now since season three is done. Binge it all. I mean, it's definitely worth it. It'll hold your interest. It's unique. Amazing. Definitely check it out. Yeah, definitely a really cool show. Uh, yeah, like he said, unique. It's not. There's nothing out there like it. It's very stylistic and very artsy. Very different in the way they tell the story and so all right all right until next time drink drink up up and and geek out out. i'm gonna find some psychedelic music right here oh there's plenty of 70s stuff out there